a few months ago. I gave you some help with doing part two speaking for Cambridge PET or the preliminary exam. I'm going to do another session on that today, but with a completely different type of photograph. So we'll be using different vocabulary. This type of scene is quite common. It's a family scene in a kitchen, people doing some cooking. You can see the photograph if you go to practicingenglish.com at podcast a hundred and sixteen. So here we go. Hello and welcome to Practicing English. My name is Mike Bilbrough, and these are podcasts for students of English at B1 or B2 levels, or for those students who just want to improve their general English. For transcripts of these podcasts, please go to practicingenglish.com. First of all. A reminder of some of the vocabulary will need to describe the photo. You only have a minute to do this in the exam, so it's important to try to use a good variety of different words to impress the examiners. You're going to need words like at the top, at the bottom, on the left. On the right, in the bottom right corner, in the top left corner. Then also, in the foreground, and in the background, to talk about what's happening at the front and at the back of the picture. We should talk about the photo in a logical way. Firstly, say. What is happening in general? Then you can talk about the actions in more detail. Finally, if you still have time, talk about what people are wearing or what's in the background. In this practice session for Cambridge Preliminary Speaking Exam, I'm going to introduce another language area for study: vocabulary. The vocabulary I'm talking about are of common words. That means words you will need often during the exam. There are some very common words that are okay for A1 or A2 levels, but you should change these now for B1. For example, A1 students could use the word big. At A2 level, the word large sounds better, and large still sounds better than big, even for B1. But if we can say huge or enormous, which mean very big, your level will be B1. If we don't mean the word enormous because we don't. Want to say something is very big? We can use an adverb with big or large. The kitchen 
is fairly big. The kitchen is rather big. Or the kitchen is fairly large or rather large. The use of the adverb will make your English sound more B1 level. Here are some more examples of adjectives which are A1 or A2 and how we should upgrade these words. You know, like you upgrade software to a more advanced version. We can upgrade these adjectives from A1, A2 to B1 level. Here is a list of some common adjectives we will use today. So, happy becomes cheerful at B1. Boring becomes dull, D-U-L-L, at B1. Kind, well, we can use helpful, which would sound more B1. Fun, F-U-N, can be changed, upgraded to enjoyable or exciting. And instead of always saying somebody is wearing this or wearing that, we could say he is dressed in. He is dressed in a shirt, for example. The word tidy, well, it could be neat, which is a B1 word. But notice in English how we often put adjectives together, which are synonymous or they have a very similar meaning. So we can say something is neat and tidy. Neat and tidy, which is a very common practice in English. The word normal becomes usual, or normally and usually. The word right could be suitable. So suitable meaning if it's the right in this case, ingredients for a recipe. The word pleased can become satisfied. The word clever, smart. So here, smart meaning clever. And necessary, which is a common word, which is used sometimes too much, could become essential, which is a good B1 word. As I said earlier, if we use adverbs like fairly and rather before adjectives, our English will sound more like B1. Here is some advice for you. You probably know some good words at B1 level. The problem is that in the exam, you don't use those words. That's a shame. It's a good idea to try to use good words and expressions in this speaking exam, even though they are not completely relevant. How do you do this? Well, you can talk about things that are not happening, or things you cannot see in the picture, or things that perhaps are happening, but we don't know. So we can use words like could be, or might be, or perhaps. Your sentences must make sense, though. 
In the description below, that is the description of the picture that we're going to listen to in a moment, notice how the student talks about things not happening or things that may be happening so he can use some of those useful B1 words he has learnt in his English classes. The words are dull, satisfied, smart, cheerful, neat and tidy, suitable and essential. These words are not necessarily used to talk about kitchens and cooking, but the student uses them well and makes his long speaking turn sound very natural. I'll say those words again. Dull, satisfied, smart, cheerful, neat and tidy, suitable and essential. He also uses the word apron too, which is something you wear um, in front of you to protect you from getting dirty when you are cooking, which he knew. He knew this word apron and it's a good word for the subject of cooking. But... Nobody is wearing an apron. So listen to how he uses this word and the other adjectives I've just mentioned. Here we go. This is a picture of some people in a kitchen. It might be a family, a father two children and a grandfather, but I'm not sure. There is a man helping the boy to break an egg, I think it is. He could be the boy's father. He's being very helpful and showing the boy what to do. I think the boy is enjoying himself. He doesn't think cooking is dull, in my opinion. He looks very satisfied. He looks fairly smart, too. There is a little girl next to the boy. She could be his sister. She's mixing something in a pan. She doesn't look very cheerful, though. She looks rather worried. Perhaps this is a competition, a cooking competition, or they're practicing for a competition, like MasterChef on television. The kitchen is fairly large. It doesn't look like a kitchen in a house. The kitchen looks neat and tidy, too. There is an older man behind these people, if he isn't the grandfather, he could be a chef. I think he's laughing. He looks very cheerful. Perhaps he's watching to see if the children are using suitable ingredients in their recipes. The older man with white hair is dressed in a shirt with short sleeves. It's not essential to wear an apron, but it's a good idea, so you don't get dirty. Most chefs usually wear aprons when they are working in the kitchen. I can't really see anything in the background 
just white walls. There is a woman, I think, on the left of the picture, but I can't describe her. I can't see enough of her. Okay, thank you very much. And that's the end of the speaking exam practice for part two preliminary. Remember, come over to practicingenglish.com to see the picture and read the audio script. Goodbye for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. You may also enjoy my book, The Tudor Conspiracy, a romantic thriller by M.A. Bilborough. That's me. For B1 and B2 students, come over to practicingenglish.com and click on the Tudor Conspiracy link. (laughs) 